0: You know what it is.
1: It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But, of course, I want to give a big shout-out to our newest listeners on TuneIn Radio, live on iHeartRadio and our newest viewers on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream. We had our debut yesterday. Thanks to everybody who took the time to check it out and took the time to comment and took the time to call in. Yesterday we had a caller. Today we may have more. If you want to join the show, you can at 844-843-6879. As usual, we got a poll question up there as well on Twitter. You could engage with the show that way. At FNTSY Radio on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. You can follow me, you can ask me some questions, or you can vote in the poll. All right, yesterday, I gave you at the quarterback position my diamonds in the rough. Today, we flipped the script a little bit, and I tell you guys that I think are going to underperform here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We call those guys fugazes. all right? The guys you need to forget about. So we're going to get into some of that a little bit later on in the show. We also, I am going to, break down what took place in the Browns-Giants preseason game yesterday. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with relation to Odell Beckham, with relation to the offensive lines of both teams, and in relation to what happened during the National Anthem. You know Speeds of Spitting Statistician is going to get into that, so we're going to talk about that as well. At the end of the show, what you know we do here, we put the fun in Functional Sports Radio, one of our championship finalists for the great. Sports movie of all time is set. We're going to start talking about who would have a tougher matchup on the other side. Also, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. We are now inside of a week. We are less than a week away. I already told you there's some prop bets that are coming up on the board. We're going to get into those tomorrow. Tonight, we're going to talk about what both sides are doing to just keep on the PR buzz. We're talking about guys like uh, Justin Bieber being involved. We're talking about bringing in casual fans of Game of Thrones. They're doing everything possible to keep. This fight on the lips of the country at large, and if you ask me, they're doing a damn good job about it. So those are the things we're going to be getting into today. I want to once again, as usual, give a big shout out to all of our listeners on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, whether it is live or on demand on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. We are doing big things on a Tuesday, and I got my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter. Hunter with me on the ones and twos. It is his job to keep it so hot that we sweat steam. He'll also field your calls at 844-843-6879. If you want to holler about me, especially about quarterbacks who might be a little bit, you know, fugazi. If you want to know if I'd forget about them or not, holler at me this hour. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go.
2: Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio and check out for your special discounts.
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, dropping stats over beats. That's what we do. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Spies, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday with my man, Chris Pavona, the bounty hunter, getting it done here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got a lot of stuff to get into, so let's start from the news and notes around Major League Baseball and the National Football League. In Major League Baseball, okay, Dodgers starting pitcher Alex Wood has gone to the disabled list. He had a shoulder issue. Remember, I've been talking about this for a while. His velocity was down. I was worried about him hitting the wall. I told you about this a few weeks ago. Shot called by your boy speeds the spitting statistician. They need to rest him now so that he could be back the way he was in the first half when they are likely in that playoff and World Series run. The Cleveland Indians have sent not one, but two of their pitchers to the disabled list today. Danny Salazar, who looked great in his last couple of starts, and their relief stud, Andrew Miller. Miller with a knee injury, Salazar with an elbow. Uh, that is concerning for the Indians. They are dropping like flies down in Cleveland. Masahiro Tanaka has been activated to get the start for the Yankees tonight. He had um, you know, some inflammation as well. He's back at it. He has been kind of a bull Boom or bust guy for the Yankees. Hopefully um, he's built up that strength in that elbow, in that shoulder, and he'll be ready to go the rest of the season. And two guys that are coming back this week that I want to make note of because if you are in season-long leagues in fantasy baseball, they are worth a look. First of all, national shortstop Trey Turner started his rehab assignment in AAA Syracuse yesterday. He went 0 for 3, but that's irrelevant. He also played the field, and there are reports that he should be back with the big club in Washington by the weekend. I checked. Trey Turner is owned in 95% of leagues. That means right now, if you're at happy hour, like here at Rock and Riley's in Studio 34, one out of the 20 of you, you're in a league where you could just pick up Trey Turner right now and have him in your lineup for the stretch run. Go and check, okay? You may assume that he's not Available, but go and check because Trey Turner could help you, especially in stolen bases down the stretch. The other guy I want to tell you about: Diamondback starting pitcher Robbie Ray. He has been cleared to start against the New York Mets at Citi Field on Thursday. The Mets are now a Triple A lineup. Okay, people have been in DFS playing against the Mets, whether it's Taiwan Walker or today, you know, with uh, Corbin. When you have Robbie Ray and his strikeout potential, I checked. He is owned right now in 91% of leagues. One out of every 10 of you pretty much have Robbie Ray right there available on the waiver wire. Go and check in your league. He can certainly help you in strikeouts for the rest of the season. All right. In the NFL, we got news and notes. There's a lot of buzz going on, okay? We are talking about the time between the second and third preseason games. Position battles are starting to come to fruition and solidifying. We have... Reports that it'll be Trevor Simeon starting for the Broncos yesterday. We have now more reports. This time out of Houston. Bill O'Brien has said. Tom Savage is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. I personally agree. You know who else loves this news is my man D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Remember, last year he caught only 51% of his targets from Brock Osweiler, got like 13, 14 targets in games that Tom Savage was in. With Savage as the quarterback, I think you can bump up DeAndre Hopkins into a back-end wide receiver one in your fantasy draft. Savage being under center is good for DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins. Also, we're going to hear about the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. It sounds like Hugh Jackson is going to make an announcement tomorrow. Remember, they played last night against the Giants. I'm going to tell you, Brock Osweiler didn't look that great. Deshaun Kaiser didn't look that great. Will it be Cody Kessler or will they actually start? the $72 million noose around the franchise that was Brock Osweiler. Stay tuned for that. And in that game, of course, you probably now know Odell Beckham Jr. took a very interesting hit. The X-rays have come back clean. He, after the game, ODB, said that he will be ready for week one against the Dallas Cowboys. But as we keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I want to get into some of the things that I saw in this Cleveland Giants game last night. First of all, I'm going to tell you right now, the New York Giants and Odell Beckham are lucky that they avoided what could have been a serious injury. And let me tell you something, as a guy who has torn my ACL not once but twice, they were very lucky that Beckham's foot was not planted in the ground. If his foot was planted, that was the end of some of his ankle or knee ligaments, I'm telling you. It looks like he escaped. But there was some talk about was the hit dirty. Or not. And I'm here to tell you right now no, it was not. It not only was it just a football play, but Odell Beckham was talking about hey, it's preseason. In preseason, you have levels to this okay you've got like the veterans that are only kind of like going through the motions don't need a lot of reps and are talking about trying to shorten the schedule you also though have guys that are battling for position you have guys that are battling to be the starters you have guys that are battling to be on the roster they are not taking it lightly so whoever makes that hit on Odell Beckham you know they are playing to be seen they are going hard at it and guess what they should be going hard I will say this though news today Today, Odell Beckham is saying if contract extension talks with the Giants break down a little bit more than they already have, he's going to take out a $100 million insurance policy on himself. And I got to tell you, I think it's a wise choice because Odell Beckham, kind of similar to Gronk, if you want to know the truth, are putting the target squarely on their back. A lot of people want to you know, make their name on going up against a guy like Odell Beckham. Just ask a guy like Josh Norman. All right. Also. This Giants pass rush is real. This Giants pass rush is real, and I'm a little bit concerned about the Browns offensive line. I was saying that I thought the Browns offensive line was a top five line in the National Football League when they have guys like, obviously, Joe Thomas at left tackle, but they brought in Zeitler from the Cincinnati Bengals, and I thought that was a good move, but... That didn't happen. Kaiser got sacked twice. The pressure from the Giants were there. Olivier Vernon, JPP. I don't know if this was the strength of the Giants' D-line or a little bit of a question mark in the Browns' offensive line. To me, it looks a little bit like both. However, it's not like the Giants have an offensive line to write home about either. This is an issue for the New York Giants. Their run game is pretty much non-existent. Paul Perkins, six carries for 10 yards. Orleans Darkwalk four carries for 11 yards this Giants offense still has yet to score a touchdown with the starters in all preseason long they win 10-6 but it really wasn't anything to write home about they didn't score a touchdown in the first preseason game I am starting to get worried especially when you saw what they looked like without Odell Beckham this is an issue for the New York Giants keep an eye on if they find another solution to run the ball if they go deeper in their depth chart to a guy like Shane Vereen who's been my diamond in the rough for the New York Giants. And then, of course, the other thing we have to talk about is what happened before the game even started, where a circle of not one, not two, but eight members of the Cleveland Browns gathered around in a circle, and they say what they did during the National Anthem was quote-unquote... Pray for the country. This, however, is getting a lot of news coverage today because one of the guys doing this with Seth DeValve. He's a tight end for the Browns, and he's also white. Okay? Remember... Earlier in the week, Michael Bennett said that we need to start seeing white players support and do the same thing. Okay, We need to see that as well. We also saw earlier this week guys putting their hands on the shoulders of other people in solidarity. Listen to what Seth had to say after this game about why he made the stance that he did.
3: To do something like that, um, I personally would like to say that I love this country. Um, I love our national anthem. Um, I'm very grateful to the men and women who uh, have given their lives and give a lot every day to protect this country and to serve this country and I want to honor them um, as much as I can. Um, The United States is the greatest country in the world and um, it is because it provides opportunities to its citizens that no other country does. The issue is that. Uh, it doesn't provide equal opportunity to everyone and um, I wanted to support my African-American teammates today who uh, wanted to take a knee um, we wanted to draw attention uh, to the fact that there's uh, things in this country that still need to change and um, I myself will be raising uh, children that don't look like me and I um, I want to do my part as well to um, do everything I can to raise them in a better environment than uh, we have right now. Um, so I, I want, wanted to take the opportunity with my uh, teammates to, during the anthem to pray uh, for our country and also to draw attention to the fact um, that we have work to do. And um, that's why I did what I did.
1: Fair enough. So there you hear Seth talking about how he made the choice to support this kind of uh, protest. And I got to ask you, at this point, the ball is now in the NFL's court, okay? Because this is not a one-off thing. Is this a league issue? Is this a team issue? Is this an American issue? Or is this a non-issue now because it is so pervasive that people are allowed to just do what they want to do? Bennett made his point. I agree. You know this narrative that Colin Kaepernick is a distraction—that pretty much goes by the wayside if this is going to be large-scale demonstrations. NFL, the ball is in your court to figure out: Do you want to support your players doing this, or take a different stand? When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to change it up a little. Talk about fugazi quarterbacks. Ding Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. When we come back, let's go.
2: Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in depth features you will find inside the 2017 rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package. Plus, you get a full year of in season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio and check out for your special discount.
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, where we drop stats over beats. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, also known as Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday with my man Chris Bavona on a ones and twos. We keep it so hot that we sweat steam. If you were listening to the show yesterday, I told you that our team-by-team previews are over. I gave you the over-under totals of every team and where I would bet to win a little bit of cash. Hopefully you listened to me. I was spot on on Major League Baseball and I'm going to be spot on on the NFL as well. But now with only two weeks until week one of the football season and I know you guys have drafts going on. You gals have drafts going on. There's a draft going on right now here at Rockin' Riley's right by Studio 34 here, the home of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yesterday, I gave you some quarterback diamonds in the rough, guys that I think are going to dramatically overperform their current ADP, where they are currently ranked on places like uh, Fantasy Pros, on ESPN, all those places. I gave you Ben Roethlisberger. I gave you Matthew Stafford. I even gave you a guy like Chad Henney, who I believe will be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and all those garbage time points are still valid. Today... We go in the other direction. I tell you about fantasy fugazes at the quarterback position. Guys, you need to forget about. First up, though, I want to once again give you my overall philosophy on quarterbacks. You need to wait on quarterbacks. Do not invest your second, third, fourth round draft pick on Drew Brees, on Aaron Rodgers, on Tom Brady, on Russell Wilson, on any of these top five guys because the difference from that tier— to the tier that you can get literally if you wait and are the last person in your league to draft your fantasy quarterback. The difference is not that much. Early on in your drafts, go running back, go wide receiver. You can wait on quarterback. You heard? All right. that being said, I think that there are some quarterbacks, remember I gave you Ben, I gave you Stafford yesterday these are guys who I would even pick ahead of some of these fantasy for 2017 at the quarterback position, the first guy I want to talk about is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott Dak Prescott right now is the consensus QB 12 he is going 93rd overall, there is no reason to invest in Dak Prescott, I'm sorry to my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, who you will hear with me on Sundays on the, on the Lineup Lock Show. He's a big Cowboys guy. He's a big Dak guy. I'm telling you, you need to fade Dak Prescott. Let the Corey Parsons and people like them draft him. Here's why. Last year, Dak Prescott had four interceptions all season long. The NFL MVP was Matt Ryan. He had seven. Aaron Rodgers, known around the world as probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, had seven. This was such an outlier for Dak Prescott. There is no way he does not have some regression and turn the ball over more. He can literally throw twice as many, three times as many picks this year and still be kind of in the middle of the league. That is regression that is going to happen. Here's the other thing. We all know about the Zeke Elliott suspension. He might miss six games. He might get it uh, down to four, down to two. He may go to court and miss no games. I don't know. But if... Zeke is missing any time. If you are a defense playing the Dallas Cowboys, you are going to focus more on the passing game, on the returning dead's Bryant, and on Dak Prescott and his ability to beat you. I think that there is no way that Dak Prescott replicates the protection of the ball and the output that he had last year. Also, a little-known secret. Everyone talks about how amazing this offensive line is. I expect slight regression from their offensive line as well with guys like Jonathan Cooper at guard instead of what they used to have, Doug Free, okay? I think all of these combine to the fact that there is no reason you need to spend for Dak Prescott. Like I said, I'd rather Matthew Stafford. I'd rather Ben Roethlisberger. In this spot, I think the Cowboys are going to try to be a ball control offense that are running the ball, whether it's with Zeke, whether it's with McFadden, whether it's with Alfred Morris. All of these are reasons that you should not be evaluating Dak Prescott as QB 12 in your drafts. I say fade Dak Prescott. He's a fuzzy. Forget about him. Keep it moving. The next quarterback I'm going to mention is all the way up right now at QB 4. Okay, The fourth highest ranked quarterback right now is the NFC champion Atlanta Falcons and 2016 MVP Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. He's going number 40 overall, which is basically in the fourth round of drafts. I'm telling you right now, there is no way that he replicates his MVP season of last year. Here's why. Offensive coordinator... Kyle Shanahan is now coaching the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, In years past, Matt Ryan was a guy who would start fast like the Atlanta Falcons and then he would nosedive at the middle towards the end of the season. What was different last year was that Kyle Shanahan, he created mismatches usually through scheme. Okay, They had a lot of motion plays. They had a lot of complicated schemes. If you remember their game against the Seattle Seahawks last year up in Seattle, they had a couple of busted coverages from the legion of boom that like to play straight up play that cover three they were scheming things differently okay and that is not there with kyle shanahan i think now with sarkisian as the offensive coordinator i could see regression from that entire offense here's the other things to consider after julio jones who is really catching passes for the atlanta falcons is it austin hooper who's expected to break out a little bit at tight end in the second season? Are you really trusting Mohamed Sanu? Are you really trusting Taylor Gabriel? And here's the thing. As you know, Julio Jones is an injury risk. He's now another year removed from that foot stuff. But what happens if you invested at Matt Ryan as your QB1, and you paid a fourth or fifth round draft pick for him, and then Julio Jones goes down. I think this offense will still be prolific, but like I said, I'm not paying for any quarterback, especially one I expect to regress, and that's Matty Ice. He's going at QB4. There's no reason you need to pay for him. The other guy I want to give you is uh, Eli Manning. Okay, Eli Manning, granted, I know is going as quarterback 16, but he's got name value, okay? And a lot of people think, oh, the Ben McAdoo offense. Oh, Eli Manning, volume thrower. While those things are true, I'm here in New York. I can tell you he looked ugly at times last year, okay? Eli Manning had 16 picks last year. You know who else had 16 picks? Blake Bortles. You know who else had 16 picks? Brock Osweiler. And some of those interceptions were out absolutely ugly, looked like he didn't know what was going on. Yes, they got Eli Manning new toys on the outside. Guys like Brandon Marshall. Guys like the first-round draft pick, Evan Ingram. But here's what I'm here to tell you. Look at that offensive line. It is still one of the bottom ten in the National Football League. They still have Eric Flowers protecting his blind side at left tackle. That is... Is a problem. I would have liked to see them invest instead of on guys like Brandon Marshall, instead of on guys like Evan Ingram, I would have liked to see them bolster the support for Eli Manning at the offensive line. You have Shepard. You have Odell Beckham. That's okay for the weapons outside. And here's the other thing. Eli's going into his age 36 season. That's about when quarterbacks fall off the cliff. We're talking about the fears around Carson Palmer. Look what happened to Eli's brother at this age. We're hearing retirement talk from Ben Roethlisberger. We're hearing, you know, does Philip Rivers have time? Yes, Eli is in that group. There's no reason to think that all of a sudden he turns it around and gets better. At this point in time, it is age 36 season. I want to give you a bonus guy that I want to throw out there. And this is a guy that's a little bit further down in rankings right now at, Q, at QB 19. I'm talking about Andy Dalton. Don't get it twisted when it comes to Andy Dalton. I bring him up because this is another situation where they got the quarterback nice little toys, right? They got the speedster John Ross on the outside. They drafted Joe Mixon as well. Here's the thing. They let Whitworth go. They let Zeigler go. Those were two all-pro-caliber offensive linemen. Yeah, it's nice that you got John Ross to blow the top off the defense, but you know what you need in order to get the ball to John Ross down the field? You need time in the pocket, and that is not what Andy Dalton is going to have this year. And if you go back and look historically at Andy Dalton, when he has pressure in his face, it is not pretty. So I'm fading Eli Manning. I'm fading Andy Dalton. I'm fading Matt Ryan. And I'm fading Dak Prescott. I'm, of course, also fading Andrew Luck. The news seems to get worse and worse as we go about when or if he will be under center for the Indianapolis Colts. But We have a poll question up right now. I threw out these options. Who do you think is going to be the kind of worst buy relative to their ADP and their value? And right now, 43% of you agree that Matt Ryan will not replicate his MVP season. Whether it's the loss of Shanahan, whether it's the Super Bowl hangover, or whether it's the injury risk associated with his primary target, Julio Jones, or whether it's that you follow my philosophy and are not paying up for quarterback at all. That is fine. But these guys, for me, on the Fantasy Freestyle, they're my quarterback fantasy fugazis. Forget about them.
4: He says it's a fugazi. What's a fugazi?
2: No, if you think i admit wrong.
1: No, no, What? what is a fugazi?
2: Well, fugazi means uh, phony.
1: That's right. Those are phonies. Like if you ever saw the movie Donnie Brasco, when Don the jeweler looks into the stones and he looks a little deeper and he sees that they're actually fake. They're phony. They're full gazey. Forget about them. That's what I say about these quarterbacks. And right now you agree 43% say Matt Ryan, 36% say Dak Prescott is not worth it. I'm telling you, I'll take Ben Roethlisberger. I'll take Matt Stafford. I'll take Kirk Cousins. I'll take Philip Rivers. I'll take Cam Newton. I'll take Derek Carr all ahead of them. And one of them is going to fall in your draft. Our man Chris Bavona yesterday said that uh, Derek Carr fell to him in round 11. Somebody in this group is going to fall to you. Be the last or second to last person in your draft to take a quarterback. Don't pay up, especially for guys like Matt Ryan or Dak Prescott. When we Come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats. We put the fun in functional sports radio. We're going to check in on our greatest sports movie of all time. We're going to hear what Chris Bavona has to say about quarterback Fugazis. And we're going to talk a little bit Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather as, all, as well. We are five days away from a big fight down in Vegas. So we got to see how to win some cash on that event. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports radio Network. Come on right back.
4: Get on board to the fastest growing Fantasy Sports Radio Network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award winning on target fantasy, the Fantasy Sports Radio
0: Network is the rookie of the year in the industry and it's only growing. Fantasy Sports Radio Network at FNTSY.com slash radio.
1: Make it a strong, you got it going on. You're dead wrong. Yo, this is that Biggie and Eminem as we come back dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My man, Chris Bavona, the Bounty Hunter, helping me drop stats over beats and keep it so hot that we sweat steam. Like I said, we got a poll question up because we're talking about uh, quarterback Fugazis. Guys, you need to forget about today on the Fantasy Freestyle. We got a poll question up right now at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always holler at me, at Spittin' Speeds. Follow me on Twitter as well, giving you all the advice you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We're seeing which quarterback will be most disappointing relative to their expectations. Right now, 43% of you are saying Matt Ryan, who right now is at QB4. I also expect some regression, Super Bowl hangover, new offensive coordinator, all sorts of reasons. I agree, but I'm not paying up for quarterback anyway. Big shout-out right now to Steve Bellman Jr. at Redraft Warrior on Twitter. He says, definitely Ryan. And also my man, Jake Seeley, the all-in kid. He's saying that Ryan's price is now way out of control. Control. Let me ask you something, Chris. What do you think about, uh, you know, the, the fantasy Fugazis at the quarterback position? Because one of the things I find interesting, I had other as an option and I asked people to, like, suggest who else it could be. 6% say other but no one has given me other options. So I turn to you, Chris. Who are your quarterback fugazes for this year?
0: So one that I thought was kind of funny, especially, you know, I told you I got Derek Carr in the 11th round. One guy that went a little bit further, I think he went about like two or three rounds before that, and I just cannot believe it, is Jameis Winston. Hmm, Interesting. I I actually do not like Jameis Winston for where you're getting him in that like 7th to 8th round. When you can get someone like Derek Carr... Uh, in that eleventh, in like that tenth, eleventh round, because the one thing uh, we we were talking about interceptions. Jameis Winston threw 18 interceptions last year. Even more than Eli. Even more than Blake Bortles. Even
1: more than Brock Osweiler. Right now, Jameis Winston is going as QB8 at number 72 overall. So that's around 6-7, 8-round. And here's the thing. I know Corey Parson is real high on Jameis Winston this year. I think that Jameis is going to be just fine. Remember, he got O.J. Howard. He got Deshaun Jackson as new toys to play with. And there's a lot of buzz going around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But here's the thing. I always fade the team that is on hard knocks, okay? Because a lot of times the team that's on hard knocks, they get that exposure and, you know it's NFL films, it's HBO they make everything out look to be very dramatic and like Jameis is on the ascension, I think Jameis is on the climb up, I think he will be one of the faces of the NFL in about 3 years but I don't know that he's worth what people are paying and if people are going up to reach for him in say round 6 or round 7, I continue to have the same quarterback philosophy wait, wait, wait if you're in a 12 team league, you can get quarterback 11, 12 or 13 get two of them okay and then whichever one play the matchups and one of them will have an above average season it might be Matthew Stafford it might be Philip Rivers it might be Ben Roethlisberger take two of those guys instead of investing the draft capital in round 4 for a guy like Matt Ryan but here we are on the fantasy sports radio network we do not always when we do not only give you you know little nuggets here and there we help you all season long you can go to rotoexperts.com right now and get a fantasy football exclusive edge package, okay? I'm talking the King Scott angle. I'm talking rankings from Jake Seeley. I'm talking F 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon, Brandon Murchison. Yo, we got depth. We got upside. Frank Stanfill, Mike Florio writing for the Roto Experts. We give you a draft package that is bursting with all pro analysis that will help take you to the title, okay? Go right now. Go to rotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy package okay and also if you enter the promo code free radio right now you will get a discount and that's what you want you need a discount you need to listen to the fantasy sports radio network because that's free we're helping you use all your money to play fantasy to gamble on i think floyd mayweather and the like and then this way you grow that money when you fill out your 1099 g at the end of the tax year holler at your boy speeds the spitting statistician all right chris yesterday we had our 1st semifinal for the greatest sports movie of all time, as we put the fun in functional sports radio. It is Rocky versus Varsity Blues. That uh, matchup has just come to an end, and it is, in fact, Rocky with 68% of the vote that will be advancing to the championship. I know you love Rocky. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, about this football region where Varsity Blues came out. Do you think the recency bias was that strong? You know, because teams like, you know, movies like Brian Song... Movies like North Dallas forty never made it out of the first round when it comes to that uh region. Okay, instead it were things like, you know, it was uh you know, like varsity blues and it was other movies that are much more recent. Do you think the recency bias continues to hold in this tournament?
0: Not I don't I don't think so. I, no? I think once that I, I think once we've gotten to the final four in this one, I think recency bias gets thrown out the window. Again, It's Rocky, man. Rocky is not. It's not recent. It's not recent. It's not biased. It's timeless. That is why I think that the recency bias is over. In the football region, I think it was probably the worst out of all the other regions. Um, I I, I wanted to say that basketball, the basketball region, had a little bit more of a recency bias, Mm -hmm. but. a movie like White Man Can't Jump really wasn't necessarily um, – re- it's not a recent movie. It's not an old movie, but it's c- sort of a niche movie. So I don't think that recency bias was an issue, especially once it got up to a- against a movie like Space Jam.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. We will have the second semifinal. The poll will open tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's the champion of the basketball region versus the champion of the baseball region. The three-seed White Men Can't Jump will be going up against the four-seed of the baseball region, The Sandlot. Remember to make your voice heard tomorrow. The poll will be up at FNTSY Radio at Spitting Speeds as we hope to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. Will anybody be able to take out Adrian, Rocky, Mickey, and Rocky the movie itself? The award Oscar winner of Best Picture for 1976. All right. I promise you that we would talk a little bit about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. There's only four or five days left to this fight. And I got to tell you something. These guys are doing absolutely whatever they can to stay in the news. Remember, they had the promotional tour. Then you remember Paulie Malignaggi about the video of if he got knocked down and sparring or not. And I told you. And big shout out to my man, Gabe Morrency, okay? Gabe, who follows us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from 8 at 8 o'clock, his Red Heat and Rage show. He has been all over this from the beginning saying that in fact what was going to start happening is you know video of floyd looking old i told you a couple weeks ago floyd gives the edge on paper to conor mcgregor saying that he's in his 40s that he hasn't fought a little while they are drumming this up just so that it stays on the tongue of people in the sports arena and so that you know people think oh maybe i should buy this fight but it's also looking to have crossover appeal And check this out. Here are two ways that this crossover appeal has started. You know who uh, Floyd is now saying that he's upset with, that he, quote unquote, went nuclear about? Justin Bieber. Apparently, Justin Bieber decided to unfollow Floyd Mayweather on Instagram. There used to be boys, and now Floyd is going after Bieber, saying he's disappointed that he's really upset. All this is, is to generate social media buzz so that guys like me continue to talk about it. And I'm telling you, I am a willing participant in this because I think that this spectacle, this business deal, do not call it a boxing match, is the event of the summer. Maybe second only to Michael Phelps racing the shark. Here's the other thing. You want some crossover appeal? What is like the hottest thing in pop culture right now? Game of Thrones. So check this out. Conor McGregor actually had a sparring session with a guy from Game of Thrones known as The Mountain. If this was uh, on target, you know, Jake Sealy and Joe Pisapia would be talking about it. He had a sparring session with The Mountain. This guy is like six foot nine, 400 pounds, and Conor had a sparring session. Check out what Conor McGregor had to say. After his sparring session with the Mountain from Game of Thrones.
4: Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. That's a big man, six foot nine, <laughs> four hundred pounds, and I still folded him up.
2: <laughs> it looked like you were hitting him with some shots. I'm
4: right. I was hitting him with some shots. I had to hit him with some shots. He was hitting me. He was trying to hit me as well. People were saying, "Oh, he was taking it easy." He tried to grab me and tried to pull my head off, and I, I defended, freed the head, and I was so like, was "This m- is so big." I have to start smacking him a few into the body. <laughs> but it, it originally started because we just I just wanted to like, you ever see that famous Bruce Lee film with the, the what's the guy's name? K- so Kareem abdul Where they're Baga, Baga, yeah. we're like, face off and was like, let's take a cool picture like that. And then we squared as if we were gonna do it. And then all of a sudden, he's bouncing and I'm bouncing. Next thing you know, we're having a full bare knuckle <laughs> body fight,
1: body shot fight. So that wasn't planned. No, you
4: know, it just like, kind of formed into it. <laughs> But well, I sunk him good. I caught him good. Not even a mountain can take these shots from me.
1: Okay, Connor, the notorious one. Everything from his uh, drunken noodle to his talk about that he could take out the mountain. I'm telling you, this is going a little too far. I got to ask you, Chris, how far can just straight confidence take you in this world?
0: I mean, I, I, I always try and tell some people who have just been uh, just been broken up, like, you know, it, it takes Getting back to that confidence, right? Um, it's that it's that thing of like confidence meets cockiness, and that's where you get swagger, right? Okay,
1: I, I, we need to make a little Venn diagram of this, and the intersection is swagger. Is that what you're saying?
0: That's what I'm thinking.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me tell you though, there are opportunities to make some cash on this fight. I've been telling you all summer long, Floyd Mayweather started at something like minus 2100 for your newbies out there that means you would have to bet 2100 dollars on floyd mayweather in order to just win 100 That is now all the way down. I am seeing it at some places as low as minus 450. Like last week, it was minus 600. It was down to minus 550, down to minus 525. That means all the money is coming in on Conor McGregor. Guess what? Exactly like they want to keep you interested and ultimately pay to get this fight on Saturday. Or you could just come to my house where I got the jailbroken fire stick. I'll let you in. $5 $5 cover charge. When we come back, right here dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to tie this episode up in a nice little bow. We're going to go around the league, see the scores of Major League Baseball. We'll check in on the poll as well. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back
2: quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio and checkout for your special discount.
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician holding you down. My man Chris Bavona giving me a little method man as we come back dropping stats over beats. Let me tell you something. I love this. We have breaking news to report and it is a big one. We are going to the NBA where the Cleveland Cavaliers have reached an agreement to trade Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics. That This is a huge deal that will shake the balance of power in the Eastern Conference, if not the entire NBA. Kyrie Irving traded to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and the Brooklyn pick. The Brooklyn first-round pick next year, and that is probably positioned to be pretty high. That means that the Celtics are now going to go at the Eastern Conference with Kyrie Irving at guard. Maybe guys Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, up and coming rookies. At forward, they're going to have Gordon Hayward, who they signed, Jason Tatum, who they drafted in the top five. Okay. And at center, Al Horford, I think this now becomes the best roster in the Eastern Conference and with no Kyrie, we gotta talk about how Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James fit, is he comfortable being in the LeBron James shadow we heard word that LeBron might be out as well after this year, will it be to LA, will it be to New York, we will talk about this more tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle for sure, but breaking news It has been consummated. It is being reported on a number of places and on Twitter. Check it out. Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics for a package that includes Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and the Brooklyn Nets 2018 first round package. Boy, that is something. I might need to bring my boy Donnie Burns, the basketball correspondent and love doctor, back to talk about that one. Also, like I said, we had a poll up on Twitter today, okay? Who was your NFL fantasy football quarterback, Fugazi, for 2017? The guy to forget about. Matt Ryan still leading the poll. I agree with that. Dak Prescott is not going to recreate that four-interception season of last year, his rookie year, to be honest. Also, Eli Manning and some other options. I want to give a shout out to Fantasy Field Report on Twitter who responded saying Mariota is someone he thinks is a fugazi. I disagree a little bit. I think the shackles come off a little bit. It's less exotic smash mouth. He's got new weapons and guys like Corey Davis and Eric Decker. Rashad Matthews, not that bad. They're still going to protect Mariota. Half read options, things like that. Half field reads, but I do think Mariota is serviceable in that area. The other person here, Clayton Trahan. Big shout out at Claymore's FFB on Twitter is saying Russell Wilson is his foo for the season. Now, let me tell you something. I don't disagree with that because Russell Wilson is also up there in the top five or six. I'm not investing the draft capital for that. And Clayton makes a great point that the offensive line in Seattle is atrocious. I agree, and they even just lost their left tackle font to an ACL injury for the rest of the season. So those are things to look at. tomorrow. On the fantasy freestyle. We're gonna have to talk a little bit about this Kyrie Irving trade to Balt uh, to Boston. As you know, hard knocks following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is on tonight. We'll talk a little bit about what happened in that episode. And uh, you know, if it inflates the price on guys like Jameis Winston, like Chris mentioned, if it inflates the over-under on a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks, we're also we're done with the quarterbacks. We're gonna move to the fantasy running backs, okay? I'm gonna give you my diamonds in the rough for fantasy football at the running back position. This is where you win and lose your league. It is making sure you pick the guys that are the right person in that committee, the guys that are ascending. Pick the right rookies. We'll talk about it here tomorrow on the fantasy freestyle as we drop stats over beats thank you again to all of our listeners live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the fantasy sports radio network and to our viewers on the fantasy sports network YouTube stream let me know how you feel, come on back tomorrow, it's your boy Dane Martinez Speeds the spitting Statistician
2: on the fantasy freestyle see you tomorrow, peace